Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number two of the Convos podcast, where we have conversations on a variety of subjects. I'm your host, Matt McNaughton, and today we're having a conversation on the goodness and faithfulness of God. I sat down with some guys in my church at the beginning of the COVID-19 stay-at-home order, and we chatted about God's goodness and His faithfulness towards His children. When the world went crazy and, in the words of Will Smith, life got flipped, turned upside down, there is one constant that we as Christians hold to, the faithfulness of God and His goodness towards us, even in the midst of suffering. Suffering is a part of being human. It's inevitable, and we need to remind ourselves to trust in the goodness and faithfulness of God. So I hope today's convo will encourage you to trust in the God who is all good and always faithful. Enjoy. Tonight's topic is on the goodness and faithfulness of God. And in light of the current circumstances, I thought this was a good way to start these new discussions where when all of life goes crazy and everything goes up to the down and we're confronted with death and uncertainty, we should pause and just reflect on God's goodness and his faithfulness. So I have with me tonight three members of our church. All three are very involved in our church, and I'll introduce them to you tonight. Uh, We have Ben Beck, who is an elder of Grace Life Church and full-time musician for some local universities and helping college students that way. Um, We have Tim Tyler, who is a inventory and product manager at a local company here in town and serves as a life group uh, leader for our church. And then we have Lawrence Wilson um, here tonight, who is a high school Bible teacher and also heavily involved in the church with, he preaches for me on the, and plays bass in our band and a lot more. So I'm thankful to have these guys here tonight to join in on this conversation. Now, I asked these guys to be a part of it because they have all experienced God's faithfulness and goodness in a unique way. Um, All of life has been um, different for each of us. And I wanted to hear, I want you to hear their perspective on what's taking place, um, not only in their lives, but how God's faithfulness and goodness has been known to them. So I'm going to start off with one question, and uh, we'll start with Tim. We'll let Tim go first here, okay? Tim, how have you seen God's goodness and faithfulness? in your life over the last couple of weeks? Well, uh, so I did a lot of kicking around with this over the past couple of days when we started talking about having the meeting. And um, it was kind of one of those things where jump back to when we first found out that there was a possibility that, you know, the nation was going to shut down, if you will. Um, I panicked because the products that we make in my mind is not an essential product but because we service a construction side of the industry they are still humming um so there was that initial week or two panic of 
I'm not going to have a job. I have a daughter that's ready to graduate and need to come up with the finances of how I'm going to figure out how to get her paid for and in college. Um, so there was that panic from that side. Um, I'm also the only sole income for our household. So it was kind of a, a double-edged sword. The more that I focused on it, the more that I panicked. And uh, I mean, it wasn't a horrible panic, but it, cause I knew that to some degree, being the position that I am, I would still probably be there a little bit longer than if our company just up and shut down. Um, there's still things that we have to do because of the nature of what my job is. Um, so I think the more that I focused on the fact that I didn't, that I needed to focus on God's word and not worry about things, the more that the verses kind of intertwined uh, through my daily devotions, through passages that we were doing at church, the more and more that I realized God was telling me, hey, I've got this. And the more that we went into the life group that I lead, uh, the more that we had those Bible studies, which covers uh, our previous Sunday service, the more that I fell into things of realizing that from the aspect of 12 years ago when I got this job, this was God saying, hey, I know this is coming up. And I'm going to put you in a position where you don't need to worry about it because it's already, it's a Christian company. And even though we have our ups and downs, just like everybody else, we could have been one of the first ones to get kicked to the curb, if you will. Um, I look back at that now and realize that's why I'm here. Um, aside from being a part of this church, uh, I realize that, you know, God's grace of putting me here, um, the blessing of it. And then just the faithfulness from the side of just the fact that I've stayed dedicated with it. Um, I've helped, you know, keep my family in spirits um, because they went from going out and going to school to being stuck at home. Um, and then they've also helped keep me uplifted because while the rest of the world is getting that proverbial break, <laughs> and I know not everybody is, you know, I'm still stuck up to my eyeballs with it and then coming home with uh, well, I'm so bored and, and then hearing the other people saying, I wish I could go do something. You know, there's that whole different stress. You know, it's, uh, it's definitely not a normal life that we're living right now. Yeah. So you're, you're seeing life pull you in so many different directions, but then seeing God's faithfulness and goodness in each one of those directions. Yeah. Um, like I was just mentioning to these guys here a little bit ago, um, today we found out that one of our largest suppliers is closing their doors. Um, granted, it's not all because of the COVID, but it, that was one of the main supports. Uh, they're struggling as an industry with just the way the economy is. And it's a huge company too. They, they have probably a couple hundred people working there. Um, but because of COVID and because of the shutdown, and then on top of the market struggles that they're going on, they're shutting down. So now there's a whole offset basket for us because the product that we buy from them, it's, they are, are our number one supplier for that product that we buy. So now we've got to restructure what's a better one to buy and then change our technique of how not only do we purchase it, but how we operate because their product had all its specialties to it. It, and where this other product that we buy, even though it's the same thing, it has certain things that we have to do completely different too. So it just throws the whole, there is no normal anymore. <laughs> right. So one of the things that, you know, 
we probably need to define is what does it mean that God is good and that he is faithful? Anybody, Ben or Lawrence or anyone want to jump in on that? Um, when I think about God's faithfulness, it's, there's, I mean, there's more than a few elements, but one side of it is um, that he's faithful to who he is. So we know that, um, and which plays into the goodness too, right? We know that he's good, he's loving, right? He's merciful. And so we can trust that God is who he says he is. Um, and then another aspect of the faithfulness is that God keeps his promises. Um, and I think part of what we're learning now is that maybe those promises aren't kept in the way that we think they will be, but being able to look back in hindsight, we see, oh no, God's hand was in this and he was doing exactly what he said he would. Yeah. Lawrence, you want to add to that? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say when we think about God being good, uh, a lot of people in our world uh, try and second guess that and say, well, a good God wouldn't allow things like this to happen. Um, well, the thing we got to remember is since we're um, impacted by sin so deeply, our concept of good is so far off from what is actually good. Um, so when we begin to look at and study the goodness of God, that we see that He's righteous, that he's just, that he's holy, um, that he is for our what is in our best interest, as well as promoting his glory, which just happens to be in our best interest. Um, and so, you know, times when we might start feeling like, well, I, I don't feel like that's a very good thing to do. Well, maybe our concept of good isn't quite where it needs to be. That's good. That's a good add to to what ben was saying is our our sinfulness really skews our a view of what is perfectly good and what is perfectly faithful faithful so why is it that circumstances like the coronavirus okay um this is a once in a multi-generational event on a global scale but why does an event like this cause us to step back and look to God's goodness and faithfulness. I, I think that in this kind of time, it gives us a chance to step back and realize this, this is the, I was listening to a, a book this, uh, this afternoon on the way home that these is like a trough for us, if you will. It's a time where we need to be even more focused on God and less focused on what's worldly. Um, because these are the times where God's trying to, if you will, this is how I see it, get our attention even more so than we were in the past. Um, just to kind of draw us into, hey, you need to be focusing on the fact that I'm trying to get your attention, trying to show you the right way um, and encourage you. And I mean, that's how I see it. Again, I look at things completely different than these guys do. Um, but from the aspect of just the fact that it's encouraging to me to realize that these are the times where I need to be even more focused on his word. It's comforting. Yeah. It's, it's just a comfort at this point in time. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think, you know, when we look at scripture, we see kind of the metaphor of God as a rock or that Christ is our firm foundation. Uh, it's really important to turn to God during this time because we're in, living in a time of uncertainty, change, 
um, you know, shifting sands, you could say, that we have a solid foundation in Christ, that we have a solid rock um, that can hold us steady, that we can kind of anchor to, tether to, that keeps us from maybe just flying all over the place. Uh, with a lot of people in the world right now kind of are just really anxious, um, depressed, worried, because we don't know what's going to happen. But we know, again, as we talk about, that God is faithful, that God is kind of that foundation for us, that if we stay close to him, that's kind of a safe place for us to be. Yeah, because I think that it's in these circumstances, we we really see our humanity um, in comparison to God's deity. And we see how, at least for me, how life is a vapor um, and how life is very fragile. And turning to God, who is a solid foundation and a, a, a solid source of comfort is, is, is good. I, I was remodel, I'm re, in the middle of remodeling my um, master bathroom. And down on uh, part of the closet goes into that. And I pulled up the, the carpet and there's a, there's a crack that's, you know, in the foundation, which is, it, it happens, right? Everything is sturdy and, and secure and has been looked at. But I thought of just how God is throughout the Psalms referred to as our foundation, our rock. And there are no cracks in God's surface. There, there's no imperfections. There's, he's holy and, and righteous. So I guess the follow-up is, um, and, I, and I'll start with Ben, is what can we learn about God's faithfulness and goodness in the, the big scale, at the, at the large scale like we're seeing now, that we can learn and apply to smaller issues or even bigger issues in the future? Um, I think one of those things is um, just a total dependence on God, right? In the Psalms and in several other places in scriptures, another thing that's said often is the Lord is my portion. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that for a lot of people is a reality that they're facing in this, whether it's a financial thing, whether it's a family thing, whatever it is, um, you know, it, we're not in control, right? And maybe for some of us for the first time, we're really, really recognizing how much control we like to have and how much we like to be able just to operate on our own will and agenda. And, and in this, we're being forced to lay back. We're being forced to trust in God. But hopefully we're seeing, I know I've been seeing, that God is my portion. God will provide. God is faithful and good in this season and if he's faithful and good now, then in this, he's faithful and good in everything. Mm. Yeah, Proverbs sixteen nine says, "The heart of of man, the heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps." And and the Proverbs and and Psalms, it's filled with what what you just said is, uh, we really think we have a lot of control of this situation. You, you've been reading. Ecclesiastes. I know this just from conversations. How how is the idea of God's goodness and faithfulness played out when the idea there's nothing new under the sun and, and searching and everything is vanity? Can you yeah. talk 
into that for a little bit? Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll take it from the personal experience aspect. Um, I'm no longer a performing musician for the time being because it requires large groups of people to gather together and be near each other. And we're not doing that. So um, not that I've totally gotten rid of music out of my life entirely, but it's certainly not paying the bills for the moment. So um, I've taken a job with Amazon, which is literally just filling boxes, hundreds of boxes an hour for hours on end. And it's meaningless and very different than playing the piano. Um, the way, this talk is not sponsored by Amazon, just FYI. <laughs> and also, I, I don't know whose packages they are, so if you get something wrong, it's not my fault. <laughs> um, but so as, I, as I've been in this job for five weeks now, um, and after the initial shock of changing everything, like it's on my night shift, I'm, you know, doing this hourly task that's again, just sort of meaningless or whatever, but, um, you know, I was led into reading Ecclesiastes through this um, and, and realizing a few things that everything is meaningless without God, but I can do my job to God's glory, right? And I can find joy in doing a task and doing it well, um, even though it's just the same task repeated over and over, because ultimately any thing that we do um, it can either bring glory to ourselves or it can bring glory to God. Um, and even it's a strange thing cause I don't really interact with people cause the job doesn't require it, but I've had a couple of people just in a few different situations where like, Hey, you're being really nice or whatever. They've just have had like weird compliments. Like if the line gets backed up and you got to get the boxes back on and just helping some people move their boxes because you're surrounded by these towers of, of product that need to get onto the line. So anyway, all that being said, it's, it's, uh, it doesn't have to feel meaningless once we realize that we're doing things for God's glory. And, and circumstances like this teach us that we can do all things for the glory of God, even when life is turned completely upside down on us right. and it's out of our control right i mean we're all doing this not because we want to at all right uh, if we were we were we would be doing this in person yeah. right and um i don't even know if we we'd we'd be thinking as deeply about god's faithfulness and goodness on a, a daily basis because we we look at uh, the week that Ben had where he's finding out at work that he's losing work to going to apply to a new job and starting a new job all within a week span. Um, yeah, upping a recital on Tuesday of spring break. I applied for Amazon the Tuesday after that. Right. And to continue the, the theme here is, is these big events remind us of God's faithfulness so that, hopefully in several months from now when we're post COVID-19, we can wake up in the morning and say, okay, I'm having a breath of fresh air. I'm healthy. I have a job. I have these blessings. God is faithful and good. And go ahead, Tim. I, I was just going to say, you know, when we initially started into 
as a church when we initially started into this video series um you know from my mind still working every day it was the the panic attack of you mean i've got a meeting after i get home from a 12-hour day you know and i'm to the point where i hate to say it when church starts back up i'm gonna miss these meetings every day um it gives me a chance to socialize with you guys you know sharing god's word uh, hey did you read this verse today or hey i read this out of one of our books it's encouraging I mean, my wife will sit here alongside me and tell you the same thing that i mean by the time we're done i don't care how tired i am when we start these i'm on fire i'm ready to go go run around the block it's just it's so energizing um so let me transition there into hebrews 10 um which says that if we start in verse 19 therefore brother since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of jesus right that confidence is because of the blood of jesus by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh and since we have a great priest over the house of god all right so author of hebrews has just shown us the greatness of jesus and what he's done for us bringing us into the presence of god let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed pure with water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who, who, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So, knowing that God is good and faithful and seeing the need for um, encouragement from other brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay. So this is where we're going to transition this to how can we hold on to God? Verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. So here's the question I'll ask you. How does the gospel lead us to find confidence in God in all things? Um, because it's, it's kind of funny sometimes the way that we as human beings can be. Uh, you know, we think about turning on a light switch in your house. You never doubt for a second that it's going to come on most of the time. I mean, I guess if you're not paying your light bills, then you might have to worry. But I mean, 90% of the time, you're not concerned. You flipping the switch, fully expecting that it's going to come on. Uh, and that's just a small thing of showing faith. And even when it comes to, you know, eternal salvation, we want to trust God for that. But then, you know, we, we have these other issues that come up that we get so concerned about, that we get so worried about. And so um, I think that as we remember God's power to save us from sin, which is the number one enemy of the human race, really, um, we, we understand that God can help to solve pretty much any problem that may come up. Um, people in our world look to all sorts of things for solutions. I know a lot of people are looking to the government leaders right now. A lot of people are thinking that the government leaders are doing a terrible job and expecting that they're the ones that are going to solve this. Uh, a lot of people are expecting that maybe medical experts or doctors can come up with a vaccine or a cure or something to deal with this. And even though those are vehicles that God may use, we know ultimately that um, salvation comes from God. Any form of salvation is, is going to be a work of God the same way that it is with our sin. 
we're trusting God for something as important as eternal salvation. Um, so we see that we can trust God in pretty much anything. Amen. You guys want to add anything else to that? I think he hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So as we read in that passage, all right, just clinging to the hope of God, uh, I find it interesting that there's this, this within the context of full assurance of faith, holding fast to our confession, that we also have the um, encouragement there to consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some. So why is it, okay, why in difficult times does it cause us maybe to turn to isolation instead of community? I think there's an element of um, feeling so overwhelmed or so um, just unable to influence what's going on that it feels too big to bring somebody else into that with you. Um, right. And there's, there's a, a human fleshly tendency to expect that either you're the only person who's dealing with that and so no one else understands or that um the people that understand will reach out and if no one reaches out then it's just a confirmation of the first thing right and so to initiate or to fail to initiate um reaching out and to isolate is um it's not that it feels good but you there's that that sense of not burdening others that then convinces us even further that well then i'll just stay over here and deal with this on my own yeah which i think when we think that we can deal with this on our own especially as christians it it, it may we can may speak into that a little bit and say hey are, are you trusting in the goodness and faithfulness of god who in his uh, providence and design has established the church for encouragement and for the building up of the saints. You, you need this. So would you say that uh, being isolated as a Christian is a um, lack of understanding of the goodness and faithfulness of God? Yeah, for sure. Definitely in his goodness because it's a failure to see the good gifts of right. other people, mm -hmm. right? The failure to see the goodness that we're not designed to be alone and face things alone, but that we need each other, right? We're all parts of the same body. We're not individual bodies coming together, but, but one unit being built up uh, to be more like Christ. Yeah. I think like I keep having that overwhelming that I need to go out and make sure that um, some of the people that don't attend our life groups. And I know we've been talking about this. Like I keep having that overwhelming to say, Hey, you weren't there last week. Make sure you're in the meeting this week. Um, I, to be honest with you. I mean, everybody's just so excited when we chime in. It's just, 
there's there's just that thing to be together. Like right now, this is great just being together, um, hearing everybody's different perspective. It's so encouraging. Um, and I, I agree with what Ben was saying earlier. You know, I I I was the one that when this started, I wanted to put, draw back into that isolation. Um, and I think had it not been that we tried doing some of these Zoom videos, I would have been one of the first ones to be sucked back into that isolation because like Ben was trying to refer, it's, it's overwhelming. You know, we, we don't know how to fix it. Um, and, and I'm glad that the more that we're in it, I, I swear to you, it, like every passage we do, at least one passage a day has something that makes me realize God's got this. I don't need to worry about this and just move on. Um, and I, and I think that's what's been helping me. And, and I've been surprised too, because like I'm finding myself sharing more on social media than I've done in the past. Obviously that's the only way we can communicate in a lot of cases, but I've had more people reach out to me in the past three weeks that, Hey, you know, uh, actually a friend of mine that I worked with about 20 years ago, almost reached out to me and he goes, I'm really glad that I worked with you because just seeing your comment today has reminded me about how joyful it was to work with you and the encouragement that it was. That's 20 years ago, yeah. you know, and I wasn't as strong of a Christian then, but that just goes to show you how God worked 20 years ago through me for somebody to encourage them today in the midst of this. Yeah. That's good. All right. So here's how I want to close out. Part of that passage is let us consider, consider how to stir up one another to good work to love and good works um encouraging one the, one another and all the more as you see the the day of christ drawing near there's this continual encouragement so each of you have a different unique perspective on this so i'm going to ask each of you a question just take um maybe 60 seconds and encourage the group of listeners that i mentioned to you so lawrence i'll start with you um, you were planning to go on a senior trip with a class of seniors of 2020 that has been canceled. So I know it's been discouraging for you and I know you love those students. So how would you encourage a high school, a graduating senior who's missing out on a lot of big time life goals? Tim's daughter is in the same boat. How would you encourage a high school a graduating high school senior to trust in the faithfulness and goodness of God? Um, I think the first thing I would say is, you know, the accomplishment of graduating is still something that you get to be a part of. You actually did the work and accomplished that um, to start with. But I would say, you know, you never know what God can do. We kind of plan out things in our life, how we want the plans to go, how we think everything needs to be. And me and my wife were actually talking last night about, you know, this graduating class kind of has a unique opportunity here to kind of have a cool story for the rest of their life. I mean, they're going to be telling their kids, their grandkids, like we didn't have a regular graduation. We had something different that happened uh, because of this whole situation. Um, And I think, you know, there's another opportunity as well for them to maybe bond together, you know, seniors all across the world, all across the United States, that you kind of have this experience to share together, that we're the class that didn't get to have a a real senior year, an official graduation ceremony, 
Um, so just look for those positive things, and you never know what God can do with it to turn it into to witnessing opportunities, to turn it into um, memories. So, good. All right. So, how would you um, encourage someone listening to this who is discouraged by work, or they've lost their job? dealing with the work aspect, how would you encourage them to trust in the goodness and faithfulness of God? Um, I, I guess the biggest way that I would look at it right now is, and this is coming from me to having gone through losing my job at one point in time is we can't put that on the fact that we're going to fix it. Um, if there's not one thing I've learned for sure is it's God's time. Um, I spent quite a bit of uh, time on unemployment when I was quite a bit younger and not as strong with the Lord. And to look back on those times, I was a fool. Um, and if there is not a time such as now to be in the word and to be focused on the fact of reading what God's trying to tell you, the encouragement, there's such comfort in it. That there's no, it's almost like, a, okay, this will pass or this too shall pass. Um, and to me, that's how I try to look at it. it um, and I, I, again, I was almost at that stage because I, I really thought we were going to shut down too. Um, so from the aspect of just daily being in the word, God's going to take care of this. This is just a blip and it'll be done. You, in fact, you're going to forget about it or you're going to grow from it. That's the other thing. It's hard to see. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, and we can't see the future, obviously. Um, if we did, that, that would provide a lot of peace probably, or fear, right? That, that's, that shows our humanity and knowing, hey, I don't know what tomorrow's happening, what's going to happen tomorrow. We were not thinking about any of this six, seven weeks ago. Right. I was gearing up for spring baseball, all the different things that we had planned and like that, it just, it changed. Yet God is faithful and good. And in the future, when we look back, we're going to see how God's grown us. That's good. Uh, ben, how would you encourage someone who is not a Christian that may be listening and watching? How would you encourage them um, and tell them that God is faithful and good? Um, you know, I think the, the first thing is seeing God from a from a, a big picture so we're very temporary in the moment this is my life and this is where I'm at um, but God's goodness and faithfulness go from creation to the end of this world as we know it um, and and what that new future holds so yes this is temporary in our lives but also the temporary nature of our lives, just as humans, we all know we're facing death at some point. We all know, um, regardless of, of how that comes, that it's coming. We're not going to avoid that. Um, and so being able to look to um, the one who created life, the one who made us, the one who made the universe, the one who, um, you know, holds everything into place is, um, you know, really the only source of, of comfort in not being in control of your world. Um, you know, I think that's 
from some people that I've talked with, that's the hardest thing is, is not being in charge of my own destiny and being, you know, speaking things into the universe. We can't do that. And people are really realizing that now, but I know we all know the one who does speak things into existence, the one who does control the universe, the one who is, but, and then, and then from there, it's not just that, okay, well, there's this great big creator, but he loves each of us individually. He knows the hairs on our head. He knows how many, you know, he literally holds our future. He knows how many days we have on this earth. And so to take the time to seek that kind of God out, the, the, the real big universal God, but also the individual loving, compassionate God who's with us in the circumstances that we face you know, that's, that's where we, that's why we have hope. Good. That's good. Colossians 1, uh, 1, I lost it, sorry. Um, in Colossians 1 somewhere. <laughs> oh, Colossians 17, he's referring to Jesus, and he is before all things, and in Christ all things hold together. And as we go back to Hebrews 10 and close out to encourage one another as the day of Christ comes, that we know as Christians that Christ is coming back and our hope is in him. Even when life takes a completely different path than we ever imagined, we know, like Proverbs 16 said, the Lord establishes our steps and he is he is with us every every step of the way, um, no matter what we're facing, whether it is um, graduation or work or just uncertainties about life in general. God is faithful and good, and we trust that he is who he says he is. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Convos Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, or your favorite podcast platform. If you have a conversation suggestion, let us know by going to convospodcast.com. We'll see you next week as we continue having conversations on a variety of subjects. 